You're listening to Shit Adults Never Taught Us, the podcast where we talk shit in a good way. Another awesome episode. Okay, this week I talk with Sam Blanken about health, wellness, motivation, leaving toxic relationships the moment that you realize that they're toxic. We also talk about what you do on the days where you're just not feeling it and what it's like to go from gym rat and trying to get healthy to actually getting healthy, becoming strong, and finding the better version of you on the other side of it. Sam is a beach body coach, but she also talks about just finding the right workout for yourself and finding what healthy means for you. So let's dive in with Sam Blanken. Hi, Sam. How you doing? Hi, Tasha. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good. Okay. So this is a little bit different than the people that I normally interview because I like to get to know them. I already know you really well. I know. We've like vacationed together and everything. <laughs> We've been to Hawaii, Chicago, mm-hmm. New York. We've been all over the place. So this is going to go a little bit different, but first I want the audience to know you. So can you give a quick little snapshot of Sam? so that everyone knows who I'm talking to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So hi, I'm Sam. I am, um, essentially I'm introduced to Tasha because I am dating her brother, Um, but I am really into health and fitness and wellness of all forms. Um, I've been a team Beachbody coach for several years now, and I just really got into it because I wanted to kind of upgrade my own lifestyle and live a healthier, more carefree, more joyful life. And so that's kind of where that started. Um, my full-time job is not in health and wellness. I work in events at a tech company in Chicago and yeah, I love to travel and do all kinds of adventurous things. I also like to be very introverted and not leave my home. So it's been an interesting couple of years with this pandemic. I think every introvert <laughs> in the entire world just went, oh, this is awesome. I know. I felt so bad about it at first, but I was like, you know what? I'd never wish this on the world for anything, but might as well just like appreciate the silver linings that have come out of such a terrible situation. I remember when the pandemic first hit and I was commuting like back and forth and I had just been traveling and there were all these components to my life that I was like, oh, two months of slowing down actually sounds really great. Right. And then two months happened and we were still slowing down. And I was like, oh no, no, I'm over it. For extrovert introverts <laughs> like me, this has been a wild emotional roller coaster where I'm like, oh yeah, I do enjoy sitting around and watching TV all the time, but then also I really want to go talk to another human who doesn't mm-hmm. live with me. And you know, it's it's a whole whole thing. I'm also going to note as a disclaimer that while we know each other because you are dating my brother, he is not present for this interview, so we can say whatever no. we want about him. Yes, fifty bucks says he doesn't even listen to it. Honestly, he probably won't. Like if we don't tell him, he'll probably never even know. He doesn't even know we're talking right now. So. He doesn't even have an Instagram. Like he's not even. He's like never even on social media, so he'll probably have no idea. Yeah, I can relate <laughs> because I got an Instagram for the book, but I I want to talk because you and I have this common thread that we both have day jobs. You are in event planning. I make commercials. And neither of those things are the reason we talk to each other. So (laughs) we're talking about our side gigs, but I do want to talk how you balance the two. So let's start there. How do you feel like you're able to balance the things that make you money and the things that bring you joy? And do they ever cross over? That is a great question. I think the way that I balance 
most days, okay, so like, as we all know, we have our ups and downs and some days like my mental health is crap and other days it's like, I feel like I'm on top of the world, but on an average day where I'm somewhere in the middle, I really just try to focus on my day job. Like, okay, so first of all, I'm a night owl. So my morning I get up, I take like 20 to 30 minutes for myself and then I am starting my day job. And I try to focus really intentionally on that and try to be as minimally distracted with other stuff as possible so that way i know like i can do my job i can do it well i can show up with that and like be my best self in that setting and then on most other days too right at the end of my workday when i'm ready to stop i feel like i've achieved what i need to for the day that's when i start my evening i do my workout i start doing a little bit of like personal development a little meditation um and i just kind of you know usually just do something to really shut my brain off from the work day and allow myself to then move into my night and do the things for coaching that are going to make me feel um that spark of passion and that joy sometimes it's like filming a video sometimes it's you know building a a, a group you know typing posts up that i'm going to be putting into a group but i give myself that intentional switch off time which i think um at the start of the pandemic was pretty tough since we were all working remotely but now i've really gotten into the the you know general swing of things with that usually the blurring of lines at the beginning of the pandemic just became so intense it was so awful <laughs> it was so awful because like it yeah. used to be you would go you would go to an office and then mm -hmm. at the end of the day you would come home and those were your lines and yeah it wasn't until for me it wasn't until I got in the car and it wasn't until I got home and closed the door that like it was on and off switches now mm -hmm. I literally you're great that you spend 20 minutes in the morning for you I literally get up and brush my teeth <laughs> I maybe change. I grab a cup of coffee <laughs> and I go into my office. So for me, it's more of a physical boundary. Mm -hmm. um, when I'm done with my work day, I turn off this office light. I close yes. this door. Not everybody gets that. Not everybody has a physical space. A lot of people have one bedroom apartments and their office is their bedroom or their living room is their bedroom. And so if you can't mm -hmm. create a physical space, create a scheduling space, which you've done, which is, you know, six o'clock, <laughs> you're like 601. That's me. 559, mm -hmm. that's work, Sam. Is, yep. <laughs> is there ever a time during the day where your mind starts to wander and you're like, oh God, if I could just be creative right now, but your work is just getting in the way? <laughs> oh yeah, all the time. Um, sometimes I will allow myself to take a little moment and do that. And I'll just kind of, you know, if I need to work a little later on my day job, then I'll work a little later. But like when the inspiration strikes, if my calendar allows it to, and I'm not, you know, dropping the ball on anything from my day job, I will definitely take a breather, write down this idea or look into it for a minute or write a note in my phone, even if I really don't have time for this right now, even though I want to, um, and come back to it later. But I definitely sometimes will rework my days um, to kind of squeeze in those moments of inspiration. Because when they strike, you don't want to miss it. You know, like that's yes. when you're in the flow and you can get so much more like accomplished and feel so much better about what you're doing when you're like in that moment of just pure like, you know, joy <laughs> thinking yes. about it. And so, okay. So I have an app on my phone that mm -hmm. literally just provides a break. It is like a timeout break nice. and it, it just becomes your phone becomes clock. It just becomes a brick. And it's like 20 minutes is what I set for or 15 minutes. And I thought, so when that time strikes, I hit that. And I know, Natasha, you have 15 minutes of creativity because my day is usually very busy and very packed. Mm -hmm. It doesn't allow for more time than that. So I'm like, yeah. Natasha, you got, you know, use this 20 minutes wisely. And I go to the bathroom, I grab a water, I sit down mm -hmm. and I go, okay, 
go. <laughs> so you're like you said, have that inspiration. Sometimes you've got to have yeah. a data dump and just like let it out of your brain. Yes. <laughs> if you don't have 20 minutes, grab a piece of paper and a pen and don't just write down the idea, write down what you were doing when you got the idea. Cause you're not always going to be able to like get the full scope out of the one sentence you wrote down. So yes. I'll be like, <laughs> I was listening to the song and it made me think this thought. And then you look at that thought later and you're like, this makes no sense. What? what? <laughs> and so then I got to put the song back on and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Now I remember. Recreate yes. the moment when the moment allows. So absolutely. I agree. Your, your schedule doesn't always let that happen. No, definitely not. <laughs> and sometimes you also have crazy times too, where like, I know for my job, it's very ebb and flow seasonally. Like usually late summer, early fall, I am absolutely swamped with work. And it's just like, sometimes, you know, you have to let things take a backseat and be okay with it too, which can be challenging, but, um, you know, is really important just because we're all humans and we all have a lot of shit going on that we need to prioritize constantly reprioritizing it as we go along. I don't know about you, but inspiration always seems to hit at the literal worst moment. I have like <laughs> a one hour commute some days, like usually 45 minutes to an hour. And mm -hmm. I am always driving in the car. So I'm always like, this is a fantastic idea and there's nothing I can do about it right now. So I take out my phone, uh, what's it called? The recording app. And I yes. do a voice memo record and then I email it to myself when I get home so that the email is sitting in my inbox and I will remember to go back to it. The other, perfect. The other time is when I know I have an early meeting tomorrow. Like this morning I had to get up at like 6.45. I know Oof. I have an early meeting tomorrow something about my brain goes 11:45 is a really great time to think about a chapter you should write then it's completely useless and i'm like mm -hmm. well either i don't sleep and i get this thing done or i do sleep and this idea could go away so again voice memos or i don't like doing it but grabbing my phone and like writing out a little thing on my phone mm -hmm. there are options none of them are great but if you can harness it like don't just let the moment fade i think that's yeah. important all right. So totally. that steers me right into motivation, which I'm not going to lie. I'm not always the most motivated. I am the person whose <laughs> anxiety rises with procrastination. So I am the person that always, my inbox is usually clear. I need to get whatever I need to do done right away. Mm -hmm. It can't sit in my head, but I don't know if you can see, I have a treadmill and a bike right here. Nice. They get used <laughs> three times a week because I make myself use them three times a week. I have never to date found the motivation to go four times a week. I just, I'm, there, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going into the space in my house I have allotted for equipment. You have found a way not just to make time and, you know, make this part of your routine and your schedule, but to keep the motivation alive where you don't find the excuses. Mm -hmm. Tell me how to do, tell me your secrets, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, I, I have basically harnessed the joy in fitness, um, in such a way that like, I'll get to the details shortly, but in, I just, it's become such a regular part of my daily life that it actually would take more mental effort for me to not do a workout on like a Monday through Friday type of thing than it would to just do it because I know how I'm going to feel when I'm done. I know that I'm going to feel accomplished. I'm going to feel proud of myself. My physical body is going to feel energized and like ready to tackle the next thing that day. And I just know that it lifts my mood and lifts my spirits. And I know that it keeps me strong. Um, so for me, it was really about finding the fun in it. Like I used to do 
you know, I used to go to the gym. Uh, I am not a gym fan. I never liked the gym even when I went to the gym, but before I discovered home fitness options, I would go do like an elliptical almost every day, or I brought on the treadmill. And sometimes I would find a lot of joy in that. I still go for runs around my neighborhood here and there, but I really found joy in fitness when I started doing for me, home workouts where I do a lot of different types of fitness. So I never get bored. So I do bar workouts. I do high intensity interval training. I do lifting. I've done a boxing programs. Like I've just done so many different types of fitness that I've literally never gotten bored. And I've also never plateaued because I'm constantly switching up the things that I'm doing and challenging my body in new ways. So I just basically found a way to make it kind of exciting almost by doing so many different things that I just could not possibly see myself ever getting bored with it. That was probably my biggest thing. Okay. So I'll tell you what my motivation for going to the gym used to be. I lived in West Hollywood for 10 years. I went to the gym that was right on sunset. It was where all the beautiful people went. Nice. And I would go three or four times a week. I would make myself go there either in the morning before work at like six o'clock in the morning or after work. And my thought process was especially after work. I am in the car anyways. And then I'd get there and I would be like, well, I drove here and I put on the (laughs) outfit. So then I would make myself stay for like an hour, an hour and a half. And then I went home and then I would eat a whole pizza or something out of the freezer because I was like, well, I just (laughs) ran four miles. I totally deserve this. (laughs) I deserve this. And I would negate everything that I just did. And none of it was for the right reasons. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I would be on a treadmill and there would be like this gorgeous six foot tall model that's all legs next to me. And she would have her like setting it. 7.0 whatever and then I would try and match her because for some reason in my head that would give me those legs and I would race her (laughs) unknown to her I would be of course and that is again not the greatest motivation so the fact that you're able to find motivation in you is very Mm -hmm. admirable what do you do on the days where you just don't feel like it That's a really great question. I have those days for the record, usually on those days. So I do, I do sometimes take like a pre-workout energy drink. I I, honestly, I should do it every time because it actually gives you so much more strength um, to continue and push through challenge. But on the days when I'm not feeling it, if it's like a mild, not feeling it, like my body's fine, but my brain's just like not in the mood. um, I'll usually either just be like, remember how good you're going to feel when you're done. Or I'll think to myself, okay, can we do a different workout today that I would be more excited about? And I'll totally change my plan for that day. Or, you know, every now and then once in a blue moon, like I just let myself really just take it easy. Like I might like today actually was a perfect example. I planned to do like a a lifting style workout and I had a horrible headache this morning. I was unhappy about news that was going on in the world at large around us. And I was just not in a great space. So I said, screw it. I am changing to yoga today. And I did a 30 minute, like challenging, but flowy yoga that actually helps me feel better, like regrounded and recentered me for the day. So there are days where I'm not motivated, but I know that there's something I can do that will make me feel better than I'm feeling in that non-motivated state. And whatever I can reach for, that's going to get me to that next best feeling is what I'm going to do that day. So that's kind of how I do that. You're negotiating with yourself. I do the same thing. Totally. (laughs) I will hop on the bike on days where I'm not feeling it. I make myself go and put on the clothes, Mm -hmm. workout clothes. And I go, I'm going to sit in these workout clothes until I feel ready to do it. And something Mm -hmm. about putting on the clothes, I go, oh, well, I just put them on anyways. Okay. Then 
I'm not going to do the seven mile bike ride I plan to. I'll just do three. I'll do three. Perfect. At least I did something. And then the second yes. you're on the bike and you actually reach three miles, you're halfway and you're like, well, all right, fine. I might as well just do six. And then you do six and you're like, what's well, one more mile? And I end up usually doing the whole thing, but sometimes it is just three. And I give myself yeah. the space to say, you know what? At least you didn't just sit and let yourself yes. talk talk my brain out of it, talk my body out of it, whatever it is. You still did yes. something. So there's something to be proud of. Completely. Honestly, it's never about perfection, I think. And I used to, I used to kind of take that approach of like, I would lay out a calendar for myself. And if I didn't hit every day on the mark, I'd be like, oh, I failed this one time. And then now I'm just like, you know what? I moved my body and I felt good doing it. If I can say that most days of the week, most days of the month, most days of the year, I'm in good shape. Like, yeah. I think there's just such a power in being compassionate with ourselves, especially when it comes to something as deeply personal as our health and wellness journeys, because there's just so much emotional weight and baggage that can be carried around those that it's like really up to us as individuals to decide to just let some of that weight metaphorically actually go from our shoulders and just say, it's okay. I'm doing my best today. I'm giving my best today. Whatever that looks like, that's something to be proud of. I completely agree. And okay. I'm not the most motivated person 24 seven and the motivation comes at weird times, but <laughs> knowing that it, it's not perfection, it's just like an amplified mindset or it's going to ease my anxiety mm -hmm. or something. That's the goal. So you yes. started this journey a few years ago. I assume you started it maybe with a different mindset than you have now. Yes. Oh, well, for sure. <laughs> let's, let's go on that journey, Sam. What was that let's journey? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like a lot of people, I definitely put on some weight in college, free dorm food, people start drinking, you know how it goes. Um, so I definitely gained quite a few pounds in college. And after college, I just kind of assumed, I think like naive little young person, I was like, oh, it'll just like fall off as soon as I graduate, I'm sure. And it didn't. <laughs> and it was very, very surprising to me somehow. But you know, that's yeah. how it is. And I was just like, wow, I can't believe this just didn't melt off on its own. And I noticed, like, at first, I would just try to do like the lowest calorie options and whatever fitness was like available or whatever. Like I, like I said, I went to the gym and stuff. And then I started realizing I'm like, I had to just think about how the, I didn't feel physically good. Um, I wasn't making choices that benefited my actual body. I didn't feel mentally or emotionally good. I struggled greatly with anxiety too. I know that's something we both have struggled with in our lives. And I also just had this horrible, like negative self-talk, like this inner dialogue of just like looking in the mirror and like picking on all the parts of my body that I didn't like. And I kind of just got tired of that and was like, there has to be a better way. And I don't really think I did it super consciously, but I just saw something that spoke to me and I started it. I saw literally a Beachbody program on an infomercial. It was insanity, which is honestly still to date the hardest program I have ever done. And I just ordered these DVDs back when they still did DVDs. And I just said, I'm doing this. Let's see how it goes. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done, but I felt so good after it that I then tried another program that was a lot easier on my body. And it was like a Pilates yoga cardio flow sort of situation. And then I fell in love with that program and did it like five times because I just felt good. And that's when the pounds started to come off and the muscle started to show. And it's also when I started thinking, well, I feel so much better because I'm already lighter and stronger. Why don't I maybe try like learning a little bit more about healthy nutrition? And so it was a very slow process. It started from me just being 
fed up with feeling like shit, frankly, and then evolved into me actually finding joy and like purpose in my journey as I moved along through it. I think that's so important for people to hear. We look on Instagram all the time and we're comparing ourselves to people that look incredible. Mm -hmm. We don't know the Photoshop behind that, first of all. But even if they actually look like, we don't know all the hard work, both physically and mentally that went into it. And I agree. Mm -hmm. I think the hardest workout. So I was the same boy. I was the same way. I went to the gym all the time. I was not seeing any results. And I was the same exact as you where I had gained the weight in college. And then I moved to LA and I was just like, oh, well, I figured, you know, there's a lot of avocados <laughs> around here. So it'll just out. <laughs> but that's not what happened. And so I, I found at one point my neighbor or a friend of mine said something to me about like, have you ever tried hot yoga? And I was like, oh, I'm not a yoga person. I can't sit still. I tried it in college. Yoga's not for me. And they were like, no, this is hard. And it goes up to 105 degrees and people throw up and pass out. And I was like, oh God, like that sounds horrible. And so I did a, <laughs> I did a class and it was the hardest thing I'd ever done. And because I got through it, I was so proud of myself. I kept going back. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to keep doing this. And that's how I am now. Like any workout that I do, it's to prove to myself I can do it. It's not to prove to anybody else. It's not, yes. it's not for anybody else. And I like feeling this way, even if it's hard, even if at the beginning of the day, I don't feel great. And if at the end of the day, I don't feel great, I didn't do the right workout. Yeah. There's, there's such a huge mindset component to it. And that's why I like, I, I'm just, I'm so like focused in when I talk to other people and try to help them with their fitness. I'm like, what do you find fun? Like start there. Like if you think running sounds awesome, run. If you think running sounds like absolute hell, don't run. We'll find something else that you like. Do you like to dance? Do you like flowier things like yoga? Are you really into martial arts? Like whatever it is that you have experienced that's brought you joy, like let's start there and see what we can maybe make more regularly available to you in your daily life. Because if you enjoy what you do, you'll come back for more. And if you feel good, you'll come back for more. It's this wonderful cycle where the more that you find something that works for you, the more you're going to do that thing and the healthier you're going to get just because you're showing up consistently. And it's not a huge internal battle every single day. Right. It's a hobby, not a chore. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I exercise almost every day in some form or another. And I feel absolutely just deeply joyful for it and also just so strong and like happy and just like energetic. God, I love that. Okay. Sam, can I ask you some questions about your life? Of course. Okay. What's one life lesson you've had to learn over and over again? Ooh. Um, I think probably for me, the biggest one is to just like, let it go. Like to let the, the heaviness of situations and day-to-day life sometimes even just like not feel so burdensome. Um, I've had to learn to be very like much like very self-compassionate over the last couple of years, especially, and just understand that like, I don't have to feel everything so deeply when it's not a huge deal, like feel it, release it, let it go, move on. Um, and I think, I think some of the biggest like examples of that are just understanding that like, I don't have to be productive all the time to have value. I think that that was something I've struggled with my whole life. Say that and, one um, more yeah. time, just for everybody in the back. I don't have to be productive to have value. Um, yes. we are human beings, not human doings. And it's okay to just exist 
and know that you're worthy of a break, know that you're worthy of fun, of downtime, of relaxation, and allowing yourself to like replenish the stores so that you can go be more of a badass and get back into the things that you love to actually do. <laughs> yes, your identity is not based on how much you did that day or what exactly. you did that day. It, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if your day, all you had the capacity to do was get out of bed and go drink coffee and get back in bed. Yeah. Whatever it is, your capacity is you. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not to be judged. I think that's a big one. And also I want to clarify, cause you said one thing and I just want to clarify in case it gets misinterpreted. Yeah. You said you feel big things, but then you said you still feel them, but let them go. We're not saying don't yeah. feel. Oh, definitely feel them. That's so bad to hold on to it and pretend it's not there. Yes. <laughs> Always comes back up. <laughs> don't squish it down, guys. And don't yes. like say you're not going to feel it or you're not going to feel it big. If you need to feel it big and you're like, this yeah. is ridiculous, but I have to cry about this thing right now. Oh, yeah. Do All it, the time. <laughs> but then let it go. Don't let it torture you. Completely agree. Yeah, that's the best way to do it is just like feel your feelings learn what they're meant to teach you. Cause sometimes I've like, sometimes we just have those days where we feel really weird or off and we're like, what is going on? And I find that the days that I question that are the days that I learn more about who I am as a person. And it's just always, always better to just question how you're feeling and just really feel those feelings until, until you're better, until you're like on the other side of them and you're ready to move forward a slightly, slightly more grown version of who you are. <laughs> right. Oh, that's it. We just got to keep growing a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's one piece of advice you wish you had at 18? Oh my goodness. I think, let me really think about this. I think for me, it would be to remember that we basically get to create our own emotional world and we have so much more control over how we allow ourselves to feel day in and day out. Like it's, it's so easy. I think what I'm trying to say is like when we're stuck in a place that's hard, that kind of feels like a darkness sort of, it's so easy to just stay there and not to do the work of saying, have I, have I wallowed in this enough? Am I ready to elevate and actually elevate? So like there's times where I think we've all been brought down by something, upset about something, and we felt our feelings fully. And then we're just like, I could feel better, but I'm angry. So I'm going to stay feeling like crap for a few more days. Yeah. And I wish that I knew then that I don't have to stay in that place and that I can say, I felt my feelings. I could stay feeling like crap. That's the easy route, but I'm going to choose to feel just a little bit better. What's the next best feeling thought that I can reach for? And I have to credit Gabby Bernstein for this. It's called the choose again method of really just allowing yourself to say, what's the next best feeling thing I can reach for to help pull yourself out of dark places? Because there's so much easier and so much less work goes into it if you just stay there. But yeah. elevating will change your whole entire life every single day. It's not flipping a switch. It's not going from, I'm really no, sad, no. I'm really angry. Fine, whatever. I'll just be happy instead. It's, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> okay, what's the one thing I can do right now to just feel a little bit better. What's the one step I can take? What's the one little yep. thing that I'm comfortable doing, that I'm okay doing? Yes, that is super important. What is the best piece of career advice you've ever gotten? Ooh, I, oh, I actually, okay. Like, I don't know how to say this without it sounding slightly like braggy, but I'm going to share it because it was very, very helpful for me. I was told to always like 
basically just be myself in the sense that I'm very bubbly at work. I'm very like positive and energetic. Even when shit is totally hitting the fan, people know that if they come to me with something like I'm going to tackle it with the best attitude I can possibly muster. And sometimes that's really challenging to maintain in certain situations. But um, my boss actually had told me, she's like, hold on to that because that's something that's very uniquely you. So I think to summarize it for everybody, no matter what your personality is, is just be your best self um, and be okay with that, even if it's different from other people around you, because not everyone's necessarily got that personality where I work or anywhere, but who you are is part of what's going to make you great at your job. And it's also going to help you feel more satisfied in your day-to-day -day job because you know that you're actually serving the company, the coworkers, et cetera, from a place that is authentic to who you are. Yeah, I think that's really important to harness when you're first starting out too, because mm -hmm. you are probably going to start a job and look, oh, well, I want to get to that position one day. And you maybe even subconsciously morph yourself a little bit into the person that you want to be. Yep. And so you lose a little bit of yourself in the way. And I don't want people to feel like they have to lose their personality or conform to a certain business or expectation because as you grow and as you get better at certain, whatever your industry is, but as you get mm -hmm. more knowledge and you feel more comfortable, what makes you you is going to get you the other roles. It's going to get you the positions that you want and you don't have to become anybody else to get those things. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so true. That's just, that's just a plain fact of life. I think so. <laughs> One that gets lost a lot. Last question, Sam, is there, and I'm going to preface this question with, without regret or guilt, is there one moment of your life that you wish you could do over? Oh man. I almost feel like it's totally not related to anything you've talked about, but like, I think I would actually have walked away from a toxic relationship the moment I noticed it was toxic instead of staying for way too long and allowing him time to change when I knew he wasn't going to. I that think, would probably be my thing. <laughs> I think that's a hundred percent related to health and fitness. And <laughs> Okay, great. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because you started owning, like you said earlier, your strength in mm -hmm. working out and you got healthier. And because you got healthier, that improved your mental and physical wellness. And when yeah. you're mentally healthy, it's hard to put up with other people's bullshit. It really is. Like, I, I think that one of the best things that's come out of this whole journey of trying to grow while also like working in my health and fitness, but like the mindset growth that I've worked on is truly just realizing what I don't deserve as a person and what I'm not going to tolerate in a relationship anymore. And so I think just if I could go back in time, there was a moment where I remember distinctly noticing that I had been treated horribly and I didn't walk away until much, much later, I would go back to that moment as the stronger version of myself that I am today and be like, I'm done with this. <laughs> and I would have saved a lot of heartache and a lot of time wasted on somebody who did not deserve me. Well, and of course, because when you're in that, like we talked about that negative self-talk that you go over yeah. and over again, if you believe the shit you're saying to yourself, you believe other people will too. And so exactly. if other people are infusing or bringing ideas that you're already telling to yourself, you're like, well, yeah, that's right. I agree. Completely. I am a piece of shit. So when you grow and you become stronger and you start talking to yourself in a better way, in a healthier way, you're like, wait, mm -hmm. that's not true. Completely. It's so, it's so accurate. That's, ex that's perfectly summed up. <laughs> the most freeing thing in the world is when you start to see people yeah. for who they are because you see you for who you are and you're like, wait, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, completely. You're like, I don't, I don't need to deal with this. Like, why am I just sitting here taking all of this crap? Like I'm strong. I can, can do something different. Right? Make a better choice. 
<laughs> Sam, thank you so much for doing this. Will you tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram or any websites, anything that they can do to stalk you a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, thank you for having me, by the way. Um, I am on Instagram at Sam underscore Blanken, B-L-A-N-K-E-N. And I actually am also now on TikTok at Sam underscore Blanken. But depending on when this gets posted, I don't know if I'll have actually shared anything yet because I just set up that account. So um, I'm definitely on Instagram. I will soon be on TikTok. Um, and I'm, I'm always happy to connect with anybody. Um, I'm, here to, I'm here to help and here to connect because that's what, that's what life and humanity is all about. Aw, thank you so much. That's all for today's episode. Check back in next week to talk a little more shit with me. In the meantime, be sure to grab your copy of Shit Adults Never Taught Us on Amazon and Barnes & Noble to learn all the shit adults never taught us. And in case no one told you this week, you're killing it. So keep going, you genuine badass.